a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out. The 2018 line of gear is out now. And uh, Fly Racing, they, they, every year they uh, develop, they test, they improve their products for the never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. They were the first to integrate the BOA system on the back of their pants. Fly Racer offers the unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that makes it an industry leader in technical racewear. For 2018, it's the uh, most comfortable, lightest, most durable gear yet. Gear that lasts and gear that performs ride after ride, race after race. Prepare, perform, progress with Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects. You know their boots. You know the Tech 10s and Tech 8s, and you know how good all the boots are. While they've got a whole line of protection products as well, the A1 Roost Guard, the BNS uh, Tech Carbon uh, Neck Guard, as well as the uh, Knee Brace Out. The Roost Guard is an ultra-lightweight and comfortable strap vest offering high levels of upper body protection. It's a CE-certified thing that goes uh, underneath or over top of your jersey, and uh, it's perfect for cooling, maximum breathability, and uh, everything else. Thanks to A-Star for coming on for their protection line, and thanks to FlyRacing.com uh, for also coming on the show. Of course, I'm Steve Mathis. This is the 2018 RMZ 450 uh, launch that was out at JGR, and uh, the Suzuki's got a brand new bike. It's been a while. They got a brand new bike, and uh, yeah, let's talk about the process, the negatives, how it, how it's going to be, how it was, and everything else, including the tour, the JGR facility. And uh, with that on the line, uh, privateer hero Dustin Pipes. What's up, Dustin? How are you, man? What's going on, Steve? So pretty good right now. Just uh, just got home and yeah. Uh, uh, Ready to talk about the bike. Yeah, I wanted to get you right away as soon as you landed out from uh, from North Carolina. That way you remember everything and, and everything else. Um, first up, mm-hmm. you were stylish. I was posting some photos on my social media. You were stylish with the new Fly mm-hmm. gear. And so thank you to Fly for not letting you – like I just thought they might just let you have to wash the Washougal stuff, you know. But, oh, no, they set you up. Yeah, no, Max did a good job, and I got the colors all, you know, right to the bike. And uh, it, it looked good, so I was pretty happy with it. It's the best looking fly stuff it's for a while now. I really like it. It's 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 better uh, looking than the seventeen. I have to be honest. Yeah, um, as a guy that rides for him, I you know it, it last year's gear fit really well, but the looks were a little bit um, off. But this year, man, they came back strong, and I think it looks really good the mm-hmm. whole line. So I'm pretty pumped on it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, so first up. You've been riding Suzuki's for a while. That's why I wanted to send you out there. And uh, thanks to Suzuki mm-hmm. guys for making it happen. Let's talk 2017 RMZ 450. Uh, if you could, if someone said to you, what does this bike do well? What does this bike not do well? You would say what? Okay. Um, if I had to break down that bike, I'd say the motor's really strong out of the box. 
Um, sometimes maybe for guys that aren't too quick, maybe a little bit too strong for them on the bottom end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really good base to have like a race motor. Um, frame is really good. It can be a little bit too rigid at times. So in so um, certain tracks, I would run different mounts for the motor. Oh, okay. Um, just to get just to get a little bit more flex on the bike. But once it would break in, yep. Then um, obviously the frame would be good. Um, but it always turned really well, and I yeah. think that's the main thing with these bikes. They turn well. The suspension was well. Um, yeah, they do. I think the they, negatives would be rigid at times, mm-hmm. and then the motor can be overbearing on the bottom. They uh, they get some flack Suzuki does for not changing their bike, and and to be to be fair, that's a little bit valid because the plastic has stayed the same. But they have made frame mm-hmm. changes over the years. They have done some some changes. Right. Yeah. Right, and you know, a lot of that. Um, I think a lot of it there. It was more towards the front, but for me, it kind of helped the the uh, the um, uh, rear of the bike out a little bit more mm-hmm. um, when they made those changes. Um, I would get the rear end to dance when I'd come out of the corners, and slightly, you know, as a from the um, uh, 08 model to the not the one now, but the previous model, um, they made it to where the rear end was a little bit more settled. Um, so that would be the main thing that I think they would change. Um, mm-hmm. and then I think they did some tranny things and stuff like that, uh, to make them last a little bit longer. Um, all right. So you, you headed out to JGR to ride the 18. First up, the thing looks badass. It looks really awesome. Yeah, it looks sick. There's like a blue, I think it's a blue tank on it. Um, and everything flows really nice. Um, there's a lot of good curves to the bike and kind of edges. It looks really racy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it like looks or like a race bike out of the crate. It was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Although, um, they got rid of the, uh, aluminum tank and put a plastic one on. They were on the first ones to put the aluminum tank on a bike and, uh, mm-hmm. and now they put the plastic one on, but, um, yeah, I think the bike looks bitching. So, um, what was the track like that you rode on? It was so good. It's like, <laughs> it was so good. It, it was so good. Honestly, like the dirt just doesn't compare to the stuff that's out here. Yeah. So like I was in heaven, everyone else hated it. Swap did like four laps <laughs> Said he was done <laughs> too much ruts. Everyone else like wasn't pumped on it, but I don't know. The ruts were so sick. So <laughs> I was, yeah, I was about it. Now, obviously, you know, you've been riding Suzuki's for a while, but they're modified. Suspension is done. Motors are done. Uh, it's got your bars right. on it. It's got all the controls you need on it. This thing's, uh, mm-hmm. These things, these 2018s were bone stock. But So you get on it, and what's your what's your initial impression after a few laps? Like, what are you thinking? Um, do you want to just go off motor or, like, yeah. overall? Yeah, just tell me. Okay. Tell so, me whatever. Yeah. Um, motor, um, very strong on the mid-range. Um, with the lean plug, um because they have two 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 different plugs on there that you can yep. plug in. I think it's a coupler. Uh-huh. Um, there's like a lean one and a rich one. Um, for me personally, I didn't like the bottom end with the lean plug. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just was a little flat on bottom. But once you got to mid, it really never signed off. So it kept on carrying on mid, which is something big for me because that's how I kind of try and make my bikes to where they have a lot of mid range, but mm-hmm. it's usable power. And um, I think the bike had some usable power. When you went to the rich plug, um, the bottom end hit a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of got, I guess, up to speed a little bit quicker. Um, but for, like, your everyday average rider, I'd say the novice, beginner, vet guys, the lean plug would be, I mean, the ultimate for them. Um, 
you can ride the bike and it's a smooth ride. Um, that's the main thing that I took away with it. The whole motor package is smooth and it doesn't really sign off anywhere. So I never feel like I'm hitting the rev limiter. Mm -hmm. Um, so you talked about your 17 for a novice rider, maybe being a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mm-hmm. feel like if you put the lean plug in that that would solve that on the 18? Or do you feel like even with the rich one, it's not as hard? Um, you know what I mean? Wait, okay. Go so, back. As in like as in like the 18 wouldn't be enough for a novice rider? Yeah, like where is it? Really well, the 18 uh, bottom end, where is it compared to the 17 bottom end that you spoke about? Um, it's not, it doesn't hit as hard, but the mid range is, it, it climbs, it climbs so much better. So Mm -hmm. the power, so the power band, it just hits smoother to where it's more rideable power Yep. as in to where sometimes on the previous bike, if you go right to full, full throttle out, you're just getting tired. You're just getting tired. Okay. Tire spin because you're getting there so quick. And I think, uh, I think the 18 just does a better job giving a smoother smoother delivery to the rider to where it's more you know it's you it's usable power and you can ride the bike longer without getting as tired okay all right um and you mm-hmm. said you like the rich plug-in the rich uh yeah yeah the rich setting let's say yeah yeah the rich plug would be perfect for me um all right chassis wise still still turning good still i still didn't lose that feel of it's of better Suzuki, yeah Oh, it's better. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah, yeah. So I think with the previous chassis, sometimes I would knife the front end mm-hmm. um, just because it would just kind of o- oversteer a little bit. Yep. Um, I think it had a tendency to to uh, do that. And this one, um, I felt like the front end, uh, the front end, I didn't really knife anywhere. Um, the yep. main thing that I could notice on the chassis was the rear end working with the shock. It squatted really, really well, um, and it it uh, it kind of when you come out of the corners, mm-hmm. the rear end would stay planted. Okay, where if there's bumps on the way out, your rear end's not kicking up. Yep, so you're not losing traction, and that's the main thing that I saw was with that chassis, the rear end really squatted down in the ruts and the corners, mm-hmm. and um, I felt like I was always in traction. Um, do you run uh, stock offset on your bike now, indoors and out, or yes. do, you, do you change it a little bit yes. on stock? Okay. Nope. And all stock. This is probably putting you on the spot a little bit. The 18, where does it compare to the 17 offset wise? Did they tell you? Did you ask? Did you know? They did not tell me. Okay. I, I didn't even ask that. Right. Honestly, like, I jumped on that bike and I did a 30 on it. Like, Did you really? You right got to ride it that much? They, had, they, they let you do 30 on the new bike? Yeah, well, they didn't really have a choice. They filled it up. So I was like, all right. <laughs> but you normally, sometimes fill- sometimes for those things, they only have so many units, and they let guys go at four laps or five laps at a time, you know? Yeah, I think I was the only guy that did that because <laughs> everyone else was taking pictures, and I was just doing laps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, all, but, like, for real, the bike, was, the, the bike was that good. I was very surprised at how quick I felt like I could go fast yeah. on the bike. Yeah, cause considering so. stock bars, stock pegs like you know what i mean it, it's suspension set up mm-hmm. not for your speed no doubt so for mm-hmm. you for you to get on it and go 30 uh it's pretty good that's pretty impressive 
Um, yeah, so I was pumped on it, but the, the track was also really good too. So. Right, you were like, "Oh, this is awesome! <laughs> New bike and a great track." Yeah. Uh, one of the things is the uh, so the the shock on this thing is almost kind of like the the works uh, ones that you see uh, the work shows that you see mm-hmm. in Japan. They're calling it a show a balance free rear cushion BFRC shock. Um, what they tell you about a this? A lot of words. Yeah, a lot of words. What they tell you about this? And and again. You felt like it's it really followed the track really well. It really followed the uh, the where the wheel where the rear wheel was going. Right, right. Um, so they told me they took this from the um, uh, road from the uh, road bike side of things, okay. and um, that it was brand new. The first pe- the first company to ever bring this in. Obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's one of their main points. And they said mainly they were just looking for a smoother ride overall mm-hmm. for the um, everyday rider. And I think that's what they got with this shock. Um, I was a little worried. I heard things about them testing that this is, you know, uh, probably a year ago or so that the that the frame of the shock didn't work very well and it wallowed through the bumps. And I got none of that mm-hmm. at all. Um, so obviously they worked their kinks out before the final model. Yep. Um, the rear end just just squats like right when you wanted to get into a corner when you're standing up and mm-hmm. tran tran transitioning to sitting down it's like it plants yep um the rear end is worth uh, all they're selling with it it's definitely worth it i don't know mm, exactly what's on the inside of it right but uh i mean it it's probably the best rear shock that i've used um the forks i wasn't too happy with the forks honestly i yep. think they would need to, to be back to spring re- forks, by the way yeah. yeah they're back to spring forks. yeah yep so I rode the small the uh, small bike the day after. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they put me on that thing, but um, <laughs> they had an air fork. It was a K K K Y B Air, and okay. I liked those a lot better on on the front. Oh wow! So I wasn't okay. too happy with the front spring forks, um, but the rear made up for it. Do you feel I like had a lot of problems? Do you feel like it was just your speed, like undersprung, uh, or were there other were there other issues? I mean, I think it was a little bit of that, but I was getting a front end push okay. a little bit, and it could have been that I didn't like the Bridgestones too much. The mm-hmm. the uh, Bridgestone tires. I'm more of a Dunlop guy. Yep. So it could have been me not really gelling with the tires, but I did feel a little bit push on the front end with the um, uh, high end corners mm-hmm. or the um, uh, high high speed corners. Not any slow tight corners. I I wouldn't get any like push, but on like the sweepers. Mm-hmm. I would get a little bit of push on the front. So uh, for me, um, I would want to re re-evolve that to something different. And um, I heard a couple other people saying that as well. Okay. So that would be like my only flaw with the bike would be the front forks. But that rear shock really squats good, and you can turn the bike really well. I was going to say maybe you tried some set height. But then again, if you heard other people saying the same thing, you know, it wasn't a set height issue. It wasn't really a spring issue maybe, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it just need just needed to get worked on a little bit. Um, this is the main thing. But obviously, you know, you mess with the clickers and stuff like oh, yeah, that for sure. Uh, you can dial, dial that into your riding. So, um, what about sitting in it? Sitting on it? It looks flat. It looks yeah, very flat um, compared to the old model. What do you think? The whole the whole uh, cockpit. Um, it's balanced and nimble. I think would be the main thing. Um, it's definitely more. It feels more lightweight and easier to flick around mm-hmm. than last year's model. Um, and the whole bike feels balanced as a whole, to where 
If I get on the gas, I'm not rocking back. If I'm braking, I'm not rocking forward. The bike just really feels like it stays centered to me okay. when you're in the cockpit, and it feels it feels more more nimble. Um, we got you know what? It's a weird Suzuki phenomenon because they're one of the heaviest bikes out there. And if you rock, mm-hmm. talk to anybody who's ridden them, including yourself, who's got a lot of time on them, mm-hmm. they do not feel heavy out on the track. And this one's the no. same way. This one's also pretty heavy, the 18, but they just don't feel like it, you know? Yeah, I I don't know if it's lighter or not than the other, than the other bike, but you mm-hmm. can fling that thing around any which direction you wanted. Um, I was picking up the front tire and placing it over bumps, and it didn't have a problem doing any of that. Um, did it feel lighter than your 17 or about the same? How did it feel that way? Um, I don't know if it felt lighter, but it felt skinnier to me. Oh, okay. So I think maybe that was the main thing is it feels skinnier, um, not necessarily lighter. It, yeah, it feels skinnier. Yep. Does it still feel, it still feels like your Suzuki though, or it feels like a Suzuki, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, no, for sure. Other than, you know, the front shrouds are uh, feels a little bit more in to where you can grip with your knees a little bit more on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the only thing that I would say is a little bit, I'd say, better than the uh, previous model. Right. Um, what about the uh, the electric start? Did you I, you talked to Chris Wheeler? We got an interview on uh, on Pulp MX with Chris Wheeler, and he was making jokes about they didn't want riders to get, develop carpal tunnel from pushing a button. But did you get to the bottom of them putting it on? I mean, Honda's got it, Yamaha's got it for eighteen. We know KTM and Husky have it. Uh, all the OEMs appear to be moving this way. What what did Suzuki have to say about it, if anything? They didn't say anything to me about it. I asked Chris. I asked a guy from Japan. I don't even know his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they all just kind of gave me a, uh, I don't know about it. Right. Um, they didn't say if it was in the future plans or anything like that. Um, they just now said J- that it's not on this bike. JT was saying that in Japan, they kind of told them, you know, I mean, these things are all budgeted, and, and they're year-by-year improvements. Mm-hmm. And JT said one mm-hmm. of the things they mentioned was um, either Spring Fork or the electric start, like they could, they couldn't do both in one year for budget reasons, cost reasons, whatever it was. So interesting mm-hmm. that they decided to go with the spring fork instead of the old triple air thing that you never liked, right? You didn't, you didn't like that thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, was it the TAC or was it the um, uh, the um, uh, SXF? Uh, um, both of those, I didn't really like the last two yep. two forks that they had on there. I ran something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't like the tri- the um, uh, the was it a triple chamber triple, showa? Yeah, triple. Triple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not a fan. So maybe you could see yourself trying these spring forks with some revalve job and spring job and everything else, right? Right. For eighteen. Right. From so from what I got told from the guy from Showa, Scott. Scott yep. was there. Is they're mm-hmm. pretty much like my eight kit forks that I have now. Yep. So which makes me think that it could be a spring issue. It could be valving stuff like that to make it better. So maybe that just didn't fit me, but. From what they made it seem like is that it's it's pretty similar to mm-hmm. Showa A kit that I currently have, so that that's a plus. The um, the fork the fork I believe uh, Dusty is the same as the uh, the seventeen Honda four fifty fork, which the race tech guys have told me is an exact copy of an older A kit stuff uh, or an A kit stuff, I should say. Um, so is that what did you hear that when you got there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, that's what uh, Scott Scott was there from Showa, and yep. we did talk about that, and he said that it was like the Honda Forks. You're right. Um, Which, so, yeah, it would be like an older 
older A kit setup. Right, which is what the race tech guys are like, man, this is the best production fork uh, component wise mm-hmm. ever, ever to come on a bike. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's potential with that fork. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. you kind of were getting some pushing, but that could have been front wheel, that could have been front tire, and then uh, and then mm-hmm. also to revalve and spring. You know what I mean? So you might be saving yourself mm-hmm. some money on on uh, on A kit stuff. Right, that'd be good. I can sell 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 the stuff I have now. And the wheels fit. Apparently, the only thing the same is the wheels. That's what that's what I heard from the Suzuki guys. So. Right, right. And then um, I I talked to Scott and he said if I ran my current stuff that I have now, which would be my 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 um uh, A kit, mm-hmm. then I would ha- need to change the lug. Oh, so yeah, obviously, yeah. just running those forks and then re redoing those would probably be a better right. way to go about that. So motors better, shock is better, and front fork is a wash. Uh, so two out of the mm-hmm. three things, um, would you say that mm-hmm. we're right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grips suck though. Okay, right. The one thing, grips are horrible. <laughs> Tore up my hands, my thumbs are all messed up, and I uh, told them that their grips suck. And then um, uh, one of the guys there just called me a girl, so I was like, <laughs> all right, we, whatever. There we go. Like, um, forget your grips. <laughs> so no bullshit to our listeners here, pipes. The bike's good. The bike is better. The bike is good. Yeah. So, like being honest. With what I heard going in, I wasn't sure I was going to like the bike that much mm-hmm. just based off how I ride it. And I went in and I rode the first time and I was like, I don't know why anybody would say anything bad about the bike. It was it was night and day better than the last model. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they did a really good job. And I, I know it's been a long time since they've had a new bike, but they, they really put out all the stops when they finally did yep. make a new one. So, um props to them it is everything it looks to be it is it it definitely delivers oh that's good good to hear yeah it sounds like this is you guys really did a great job with the intro thanks to fly racing and alpine star protects for coming on this podcast now here's some commercials from race tech and michelin listen all right thanks hey thanks everybody for listening to the fly racing steve mathis podcast on racer x I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Race Tech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now. Valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. 
new for 2017? Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Uh, quickly on the 250F wise, I don't imagine you have a ton of time on any 250Fs, and, and and Suzuki one is definitely doesn't have a great reputation for a motor. I would expect in 19 you'll see an overhaul. It'll look just like the the 19 or the 18 450. Um, but what do you mm-hmm. think of the of the bike when you rode it, or were you just kind of like whatever? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was kind of like well, whatever, and then they're like, well, you got to ride it. So I was like, all right, I need to kind of see see kind of how how it is motor wise. Um, I can't really compare it. Yeah. To anything else because i haven't ridden right. one yep. um motor wise it i it lacked on bottom to me um i know i talked to some uh, some of the other guys i know they had to ride some of the tight corners and first to get the pop on the way out yeah and i felt i needed to do that too um it didn't really rev out quick though so that was good mm-hmm. um there wasn't really a rev on the mid-range yep um forks wise love the forks um, they're a little bit more rigid yep. than than the uh, the other forks on the uh, four 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 fifty bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a plus to me. Um, shock wasn't as good as uh, the new bike. Shock uh, just didn't sit sit in the corner as mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, and the bike didn't feel as skinny um, as the new bike. So that would be the only thing that I could say, mm-hmm. um, just say, say about that bike. I don't really have a good read on that because I don't ride them, yeah, but, um, sure. I know the J the, the, um, race bike they have out there, they had fills out there and that thing hauls, hauls the mail. So you can, you can get those things to go fast for sure. Yeah. Did you get to ride Phil's bike a little bit? Everybody did. Yeah. Yeah. We all kind of took, took some turns on it. Um, and that bike, yeah, it's good. There's no, there's no riding that bike in first gear in the corners. Right, like, right, like right. Yeah, stock one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. This is the 2018 Suzuki RMZ 450 uh, launch podcast with uh, with Dusty Pipes. Um, hey, so did you firm up your 18 Suzuki deal with Wheeler and everybody at Suzuki for for doing all this work for uh, Pulp MX and, and them? 
I don't know. I'm, I think I'm gonna have to give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, you have rep Suzuki good. Well, not everybody is rep Suzuki uh, yeah. for a long time, but you have been there for him. Yeah, I'm loyal. So hopefully, we'll, um, we'll uh, see how it goes. Put in a good word for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Absolutely. They probably were surprised that you were there for Pulp Mex. They're like, "What? Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> um, what about? Uh, were you the second fastest guy there behind Henry Miller? Um, I don't know. I don't think we did times or anything, but okay. um, I know I was really fast on the 450, so enough to where they all came over and said I was riding good. Oh, I don't good. know what Henry was doing. Oh yeah, we gotta. But uh, let's do some lap times. Make sure you be, make sure you're right there with Henry. Um, something like that. Yeah, exactly right. So did you did you see uh, Michael Lindsay from Vital put it? We saw on Maeda's uh, Instagram he dropped the front end into a mud hole and went over the bars. Did you see this? Please tell me you saw this. I didn't see it, but I literally didn't know how he even did it. Like, it it was crazy. <laughs> he like, literally did one lap before he did that. <laughs> did, he did that five minutes into the day. Sunk a brand new bike. It's crazy. They had to get a tractor did to it get it out. Small, it, yeah. Yeah. And the double that he did it off of was five feet long. Well, then what did he it do? Was, did it, he, like, launch it off with the throttle wide open? No, I think he, like, landed off it and, like, hit a soft spot, he said, and then shot right into this, into whatever that is, as a puddle. <laughs> and he, and I guess he just, the bike just stopped and he went flying over the puddle into the bushes. <laughs> yeah, it was out of control. Seemed like he, he did actually, that, yeah. and then Go ahead. Something else happened. I think he, I think he... He he broke something else on uh, one of the bikes because he <laughs> fell, and then uh, Dom uh, Kiefer's uh, dude. Yeah, Dom. I know just, Dom. Yep. He 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 fell hard. Really? On the 450 the first day. Oh no way! Oh, so hard. Yeah, he uh, tried to hit a jump from the inside and slid off the face, and he had a big old knot on his head. But <laughs> I mean, he was cool. He still rode the rest of the day. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you got. I mean, because a little. It's a. I've been to these things and. There's a little bit of, I've been to them, uh, like, for Yamaha. Like, when I worked at Yamaha, I did a few intros uh, as mm-hmm. a mechanic, and then I mm-hmm. did a few things as a media guy. Yeah, so it's a lot of guys, like, are all excited to show everybody what they got type deal. You're like, just calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Just calm mm-hmm. down. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, hey, so, uh, all right, so we got a review on the bike. You like it. It's good. We got a review mm-hmm. on Phil's bike. It's fast. Two, RMZ 250. Well, we'll wait till next year. But let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about... Uh, the JGR experience. So I've been out there once. I'm not really a NASCAR fan. I see who wins on the weekend, and I may I may watch a race here or there, but I'm really not much of a mm-hmm. NASCAR fan. And um, it's unbelievable the millions of dollars in the facility they have for NASCAR. Oh, it's it's just uh, you can't even wrap your mind around it. There's so many rooms. We were there at like 10 o'clock at night, and there were still people in there just working their asses off. Yeah. It was it was crazy. The amount of time and effort that goes into right? each driver is just, it, it just makes motocross seem very, very small, <laughs> which, which kind of sucks, but it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they told me some stat, like each team can build two cars a, a week by hand, like yeah. easily they can get out two cars and they're building it all from scratch. It's just absurd. Um, yeah, it uh, uh, it blew me away when I went there. I look, look, I know it's a you know I know it's a high high dollar sport and everything else. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I understood how gnarly it was with the with the checks and the balances of the frames. You know, there's lots of rules to follow as far as you, what you can mm-hmm. do to the car, what you can't. Uh, they got a pit row uh, practice spot. They got a gym in there. They got a physio place. Mm-hmm. Um, they got mm-hmm. a dyno rooms. They got every part that they buy, you know, every aftermarket part that they use gets tested before they put it in the bike. Mm-hmm. They don't trust the manufacturer's uh, specs. Right. Um, nuts. Just nutty. Yeah, and they they uh, they um, whatever they build their own tools and everything because they don't trust anyone else's, and it's it's they have their own doctors on staff, their own massages. Yeah, they're whatever they're massage yeah. therapists. So yeah, they, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. There you go. They have everything for just the guys that do the pit row. Right, it, right. It is crazy. It's um, such a big effort. Now, who gave you the tour of the NASCAR shop? I don't even know the guy's name, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was it David, yeah. David Evans, maybe? Was it the PR guy, David Evans? Um, was he, like, the sponsor guy? Yeah. Yep. Yep, so that's him. Uh, do you have a Coy Gibbs story, a good one, from the... Um, the only Coy Gibbs story he has was him talking shit to you. Yes. Um, On so your that's phone. his whole thing. He just, yeah, he just tried to grab my phone every like 10 minutes and send you a few text <laughs> with his main thing. Right. And then he would just be like, Hey man, do you text back yet? And I'm like, no dude. And like, <laughs> just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Coy gives. He's one of a kind. He is awesome. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and was Phil out there too? Cause Phil and Coy are a good combo. No, no, Phil, Phil wasn't there. I guess they weren't letting them ride out there. They didn't want to take away from the new bike. So okay. Phil was at Cooper's or <laughs> yeah, yeah. something like that for the week. So he was, he was no, nowhere to be seen. Um, yeah, but Don, Don filmed some two stroke stuff with him. I saw, but that must've been before, before he got there. Yeah. That yeah. was the day before. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the NASCAR shop blew my mind. Uh, the dirt bike shop's good too; mm-hmm. they're impressive. They got they got suspension dyno right. going on. They got a motor room. They got lots of you know real cool bays. The stuff is really uh, done well. But the NASCAR shop is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, that's next league. Yeah. That's, how about yeah. how about when I went there? I walked into the motor room. I got a tour from Coy, and every single door he opened, he told the guy in the room that he was giving this idiot a tour and pointed at me. I was I was an idiot every single room we went into. Um, so that's Honest, was, honestly, it kind of makes sense with how bad he wanted to just right, you know right, right. Send, send you mean tweets. So right. honestly, it makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense for sure. Um, and I'm trying to get him to. I'm trying to give him some money. Uh, some business through pulp and he just won't text me back but he's got time to text <laughs> he's got time to text me like that call me names right um oh man so the dyno room we went into the motor there's a there's two motors and they're going wide open and they're up and down in the rpms and i'm like what are you guys doing oh in a month we go to michigan and this is the michigan map right here so it, it, it's laying mm-hmm. the track out for you and they're dynoing a motor with all these parts they got brought in from the vendor and these motors aren't the race motors they're just making sure these parts are good they will also dyno the race motors before they go but uh insane just i couldn't believe it you know mm-hmm. yeah we we didn't really get to see any of that stuff just because of the time of day i think we were there we were there pretty late at night so we just kind of saw everything. We didn't see them actually, you know, running the motors yeah. or building yeah. the cars. We just kind of saw everything and the huge amount of stuff that they have is yeah. kind of the main thing that we got to see. Yeah. And did they show you the NASCAR templates for the frame and stuff? They look like they were put together by like a four-year-old. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Uh, no. They were like just basically like a, a piece of aluminum in a right angle or whatever, some sort of angle. 
some sort of that mm-hmm. the frame tubes had to match up to, and you just like it's just a here's your template, and it just looked like some some ten year old made it, and here's your template from NASCAR that you have to be within this spec. I'm just like, oh okay, all right. No, the only thing that I that I saw was that cage that they lower down onto the car just to make sure everything kind of sets plush against the NASCAR template. I think is yep. what it. Yeah. I don't know if that's if we're talking about the same thing. It's not no, a frame no. thing. It's yeah, yeah. The uh, that, I also saw that thing too. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see mm-hmm. their their four post shaker thing that was one of only two in the world or something uh, for suspension? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, pipes it makes it, i don't even know what to say about that stuff you know it's like i don't even know what it is just, they're just like yeah we got this thing and no one else has got it and i'm like cool yeah, yeah. no it makes it makes you it makes you at teddy park's experience a little like you're just like oh okay all right we're going racing here, yeah here. i gotta call ted and tell him to go back to texas or something and figure some shit out <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get this shit ted ready to go so, so we're, we're we're all set up um yeah, when, we need it in the trailer. When did uh, they tell you when the 18 is going to be available to buy or coming out? Um, Mid-September is when it should be heading to the dealers. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Um, that'll be interesting to see. You know, I think, mm-hmm. l- look, Suzuki's, let's be honest, they, they've they've really dropped the ball on the amateur racing. They've had budget issues. They've had uh, a lot of issues going on. RCH team is folding up. Um but they're trying. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to come back. Um, you know, it wasn't yeah. that long ago, and I, and I told Wheeler this. Um, I want to say like 2004 or five. Uh, out of 62 bikes in the lights class at Anaheim one, there was one Yamaha, and I think it was Tyson Hadsell or somebody. One Yamaha that was not supported by a team, and and there was only three total, could include the star bikes, and nobody wanted to ride a Yamaha. Uh, they were carbureted, they were mm-hmm. heavy, they were steel framed. And, you know, Yamaha got this new bike put out. They really helped out the teams. They gave a lot of support. And now it's full of Yamahas. And I told Wheeler, like, you can, you guys can do this. It's possible. Yeah. But that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to do. They're really – they're on the rebound now, and they're working hard. They've, it, I mean, losing RCH is not a good thing, but partnership with JGR is. And uh, they're trying, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think the main thing that they kind of tried to stress to us over the weekend was – that they were really trying to get back to the grassroots and to the amateurs and make a system for guys to come up through the ranks and get support from the uh, company. And not only that, but just make sure that they have good bikes. I think they're going to redo some of their smaller models. The, um, uh, I think they're going to do the, the, uh, the, um, uh, 85. I think yep. I got heard, uh, yeah, yeah. In the next couple of years, they're going to make a new, new one of those. So, they're definitely trying to build back up through the grassroots, and that was one of the main things they, they 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 did stress to us this this past weekend. Yep, yeah, that's how you kind of do it, right? You got to slowly, you know, they took some hits, and that's how you do it. You get the kids on the young on the smaller bikes, and they move up, and mm-hmm. you know, I uh, so JGR the rumors are JGR is going to have another semi. They're going to have four 250 Supercross riders, two on each coast. Right, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then two outdoors. So that's what you do. And then you want to ride amateurs uh, for Suzuki. You can get on their 250F, and we'll have a spot for you at JGR team. That's kind of how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that that's kind of what they said that they were going to do. That's what uh, I think Coy Coy mm-hmm. said. They're going to have two of the big guys and four on the um, uh, lights class. Yep. Um, I don't know what they were saying. I think that was just for. The for the for for the um, uh, SX series. Uh, not sure what they're doing for the outdoors. 
Um, but yeah, they're supposed to have two and four. Right. Um, well, so what do you think, Pipes? Is this your new calling, a media guy now? You think? Can you live? Can you? Li- can, you can you do this stuff full time? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, man. I don't think. I don't, I don't think I'm that good at it. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would definitely go. I mean. I would definitely love to go and ride some new bikes again and do and do and do the testing and learn a little bit more right. uh more a, a a about the bikes and stuff like that. Um it's definitely something that I think uh would be fun to do in the future. For 18 were you just going to ride Suzuki anyways or did this do anything to clarify that or were you just going to ride them anyways? You know, for, for um, I, I I I wasn't going to ride them anyways. Um so we'll kind of see now. Um, I don't really want to say what I was going to do, but oh, okay. um, I right. probably wasn't going to be on a Suzuki. Yep. But this bike is 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 really good to where oh, wow. okay. I don't see myself not riding it. Um, honestly. Wow. There we go. Um, so yeah, it's it's like really good. So awesome. um, I would probably yeah, I see myself being on this brand next year. Oh, that's look at that. Look what this test did. It kept pipes yeah. on a Suzuki. Um, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's 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 good to hear. Um, anything else mm-hmm. that we forget to ask you? Did I forget anything to ask you uh, about anything about the experience? Um, we talked about Michael Lindsay putting the front front tire in there. We talked mm-hmm. about um, a Dom crashing. That was good too. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else? Did we miss anything? Uh, no, I think we got it all. Um, I'll just you know stoked to be there and mm-hmm. you know uh obviously you you did this for me kind of it just kind of happened um and just had to really come out and do this thing it was something that i've never done before and yeah. i had a great time so yeah thanks. I mean, thank you to you for uh putting it together that was awesome yeah thanks to suzuki for extending the invite i mean they kind of mm-hmm. we're going to just do uh dom was going to cover pulp and uh and Kiefer ink with one thing and then i got a thing about i got another email saying hey we we can get one more guy in here and i'm like I don't know how it happened, but you, we had just been talking around that time, and I'm like, well, shit, mm-hmm. Pipes rides a Suzuki. He knows Suzuki's mm-hmm. inside and out. I'm like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, it worked yep, out all right. It worked out. Yeah, no doubt. And maybe, uh, you never know, maybe uh, down the road, uh, you know, things like this can come back and help you out, and people will put a face to the name, and it's always good, you know what I mean, to meet these people and right. and, uh, right. and all that. So um, mm-hmm. 2018 RMZ 450, thumbs up from Dusty Pipes, Correct. Yes, sir. Most definitely. All right. This has been the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, go buy the RMZ 450 when it comes out. It sounds like a good bike. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a 
factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I just pulled piss and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,